Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning and welcome to On The Pace on a Monday morning. Hope your week has started well. Michael Gearan joining you for the next half an hour to talk all things harness racing as we head to Bathurst today. The Crown Carnival continues with the three-year-olds on the track and we'll talk to some of the drivers involved and try and find you a winner as we kick off with the Coronet for the three-year-old trotters that is at 120 today. Major scratching coming out there. The $1.65 favourite flashy Zeb is out, leaving only three in the Coronet. We'll talk to the man who drives the favourite, Robbie Morris, inside the next half an hour. But joining us first up, our first guest is Jack Callahan, who's having a magical summer, which is leading into a very different type of autumn. He is heading on April the 13th to New Zealand to drive his old mate, Alto Orlando, in the new slot race called The Race. It's worth $900,000, and Jack has got the call-up. Good morning to you, Jack. Hi, Mick. How are you going? Mate, I'm very well. You must be pretty excited. Um, if all goes well and the travel works out well, you'll be heading to Cambridge to drive in Harness Racing's first ever slot race in this part of the world uh, on a horse who many people probably wouldn't have thought was in the mix, Ultra Orlando. Yeah, that's right. It looks like everything's kind of working out for him. So it's going to be very exciting to get across there and have a drive in New Zealand in a new slot race. Jack, Summit Bloodstock are a fast-growing ownership group in Australia. It sounds like they have taken Alta Orlando for their slot, so obviously trained by your bosses, Luke and Belinda McCarthy. Uh, I take it they won't head across because for those who don't know, there are still quarantine restrictions in New Zealand until the 12th. So I take it, Luke, the horse will travel for the race on the 14th of April and then you can't come into New Zealand until the actual day before. Yeah, that's right. The horse will go over a little bit before me. Um, I'll probably just go over the day before the race and then come straight back home. But... um, you know, the Dunn family own Outer Orlando, so I'm sure that he'll be in capable hands with them looking after him. And, um, yeah, he's been in great form since coming back from a break, so he'll definitely take a bit of beating. Mate, we've seen you in New Zealand before, but have you ever actually sat in the sulky in New Zealand? Have you had a race drive? No, I've never driven in New Zealand, so it's a first time. Okay, let's talk about Ultra Orlando because he has been in open class for an awfully long time, probably as long as you've been driving. And he's always been a great horse, but the little break he had over Christmas just seemed to revitalise him, Jack. And he seems remarkably at the age of 10, right at the top of his game. Yeah, he definitely is. He had a nice break over um, the summer and probably a little bit longer than we anticipated. He just bumped his leg in the paddock and um, had to have a little bit longer out. So he missed the main part of the Sydney Carnival, but it might have been a Boston in disguise for him because he's come back and not had to have that hard racing against, you know, them grand circuit horses. But it just um, let him build into a great preparation and hopefully leading into New Zealand. 
He's very fast off the gate. Um, that's going to be a huge advantage around Cambridge. Do you think he'll be quite as tractable around a 1,000-metre track as he is around the big track at Penangle? Yeah, that won't worry him at all. He, he's very versatile and he's been there and done that. At, he's raced at Albion Park and Melton and things like that before and still raced at his best, so the 1,000-metre track won't worry him. It's a, a great new incentive for harness racing, based obviously on the far more valuable Everest. Must be pretty exciting, Jack, to be involved in this at your age. You'll be up against Mark Purden, who you wouldn't have driven against that many times, Natalie Rasmussen, the best of the New Zealanders, and of course a couple of horses you know well, Stylish Memphis for Jack Trainer, Spellbound, and Mark Dan. So it's going to be real top-level stuff. That's nothing new, but a different type of top-level. Yeah, as you'd expect, it's brought together a great field and um, you know, it's exciting that we've finally got a slot race like this and hopefully in years to come it can build and continue to grow and be better. All right, mate, you're off to Bathurst today. Um, you've got a long shot in the second on the card. and the third on the card, you drive Come Say High. This is for the three-year-old fillies. Two on the second line and for the Victorian filly. Is that a good or a bad thing? Uh, but I won't worry her too much. She has got a good gate speed, but obviously we won't be able to use that today. Uh, she is first up and we'll probably need to run a little bit, but she's a classy filly and I expect that her run a good race. Belinda and Luke have only been training Don Lou, your drive in race four, for the last three starts. He's found himself in quite a sticky little race. Yeah, the draw won't help him. He Kind of a get out in front and roller, but he probably won't be able to find the front today. Um, we'll probably just work forward on him and see how tough he is, but it looks a little bit tough from the draw. Uh, a horse who's found itself against a very, very good opponent is Africana. That's a newcomer to Belinda's stable as well, but it's up against Madrid. So I would suggest here that Madrid would be leading and winning race five and if you can take some shortcuts home into the final, Jack, that might be the smartest move. Yeah, that'll probably be the plan, Mick. I'm seeing Madrid's uh, top filly in New South Wales and we've drawn right next to us, so hopefully we can sneak under the peg somewhere and um, just try and follow our own. It's a day where there's plenty of newcomers to Team McCarthy lining up in some of these heats and in the third of the Gold Chalice heats, race six, Rainbow Titan is another. Now, he's got one on the second line. He's clearly quite a smart type of a horse, but again, from there, you're often dictated to by those around you. Yeah, that's right. He's, he's actually not too bad. A three-year-old, this bloke, he's come back pretty good. Um, his work's been good, and he, he seems pretty forward, so drawing off the back line won't worry him too much. He should, should be close enough, um, if, and if he's good enough, he'll go close. Mate, tomorrow you head to Menangle on a Tuesday afternoon for the regular meeting there. Um, you don't have an overly strong book. Is there anything that could put its hoof in the till tomorrow for the Sky Sport radio listeners? Uh, yeah, as you said, I haven't got too many, but I think my best one's probably in the last, the Jack Trainer. It's a three-year-old filly called Cap Me. She's um, been re racing really good since he's taken over the training and uh, she seems like she's a progressive field.
Jack, I suppose when you're driving in New South Wales, you know most of the drivers, you know most of the horses because you're out there every week, particularly at the moment, you're far busier than you were even six months ago. What about heading to something like the race on April 14th at Cambridge? Does that mean sitting down with the iPad and, and studying some of the New Zealand racing? Or was, in fact, is that something when self-assured and South Coast art in the racing you would watch anyway? Yeah, you obviously take interest into those better horses anywhere in the world, Mick, but um, I'll definitely be you know, sitting down and doing form pretty strong before I come over. And um, As you mentioned, there's a few horses that have been based in Australia, like Stylish Memphis and Spelldown. I've driven against them a fair few times. and I've even driven back down myself, so... Um, you know, it takes a bit of work into knowing out the form and watch a few replays at the track to get used to that as well. So um, it's just part of the job and to get prepared as much as you can. Mate, you're looking forward to it because it's something I presume a week ago you thought you had no chance of being part of. Yeah, definitely looking forward to it. Obviously, there was talk about Spirit of St. Louis going over, but we've decided to give him a break before he goes to win a carnival in Brisbane, so... Um, out of Orlando is a great feeling for him and he'll definitely be up to it. Mate, um, good luck today. Get to Bathurst nice and safe. Hope you have some success there and we're looking forward to seeing this progression of yours over the months to come. But we'll see you at Cambridge in three weeks' time. Not all right. Thanks, mate. Jack Callahan's had a remarkable ascendancy in harness racing over the last six months. Of course, he's had big major race placings, including a second in the Miracle Mile. And he's heading to this race, if you don't know much about it, if you're not a harness racing fan. $900,000 slot race at Cambridge, which is the galloping stronghold in the Waikato in New Zealand, on April 14th to grow to a million next year. And Alto Orlando has got the slot mainly run by Summit Bloodstock, one of the new players in harness racing in Australia. Uh, will be sent across racing the Luke and Belinda McCarthy colours, or in fact maybe the Summit Bloodstock colours, but race from their stable. And Jack Callahan will do the driving. The market for that available on tab.com.au. I believe it will be shortly, as we're now getting only three weeks away. Robbie Morris is... Just the sort of guy I would expect to love to be involved in something like that. Robbie, isn't it great to see a slot race and harness racing? And in a couple of years' time, we're expecting something similar in Australia. Yeah, I think it's a great initiative for um, for owners and, and big players to get involved in. And it's, um, I think it's a great concept and it's exciting to see the industry moving forward in that direction. Mate, talk about moving forward. At Bathurst today, we have the gold coronet. And, well, haven't you and Kerry-Ann had a stroke of luck here? You've ended up with the Van Doren, who's in a three-horse race for $15,000 and has ability, clearly showed some last time. It's a newcomer to the stables, only had the one trial for you guys, but decent type of a horse. And the favourite, the hot favourite, came out this morning. So you might be starting your day with a pretty decent chance of a winner. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I'm not quite sure what's wrong with the favourite. Hopefully, for Ricky Ouch's sake and connections, he's all right. But, um, yeah, I thought it would have been a really good two-horse race because I got a bit of an opinion of, of Van Doren himself. Um, but, obviously, with the favourite out, it makes it a little bit easier. And um, 
don't know much about the horse from Melbourne, but he's raced Charlie the Great several times and, and beat him as a two-year-old. So, you know, barring bad luck, and as you well know, trotters can do the very strange thing when you least expect it, but um, if he's on his best behaviour, he, he should be hard to beat. Mate, the first heat of the gold chalice for the three-year-old boys is race two today, just before uh, two o'clock. You're on Muscle Bart. You gave him a crack at the Derby heats, and he was uh, unplaced there, but he's been a winner subsequent. I think you've actually ended up in the right heat. This looks the weakest of the chalice heats. Yeah, look, I, I don't really think this horse needs a weak heat, but he has probably lobbed the weakest. Rip, the horse to Bernie Hewitt's out on the wing, was a really classy two-year-old, but then struck down by injury, and he's only had the two runs back, and it's always difficult to step into these races of a long layoff. And I don't really know the horse from Melbourne, um, Glenn Hunter's horse in the middle there, but he seemed to race okay at Melton the other day, running second. But um, yeah, I've got a lot of time for Muscles Bart. He probably, the derby just was a little early for him. Mick, if I was being honest, he probably wasn't where we needed him, but... Um, he stepped out 10 days later and sat outside the leader and went 53 at Newcastle. Um, he's come through that run really good. And I expect him to, to go about the same today and probably be really cherry ripe for the final, hopefully, if he qualifies. Mate, in race four, you've got uh, Torpedo Bart. It's it's quite an icky little race. It's, it's just a tricky race because there's a bit of gate speed inside you and horses who do like to run all the way. So um, it could be a race where you need to be pretty cunning. Yeah, I'll probably, you know, he's a lovely three-year-old torpedo, but he's probably just a little bit behind the best ones. Um, but that's not saying with the right run, he could give a bit of cheek late if they go silly. Um, if I'm being completely honest, at the whole final scheme here, he's probably more a consolation horse than he is a grand final horse. Um, but, yeah, we'll a few of these. I think they'll be bit of speed on and he, he might lob into a first three place and um, you know, he, he's a nice horse about being a star. Mate, the third heat of the chalice is race six at 4.35 and on Vexus has looked really progressive uh, for Alex Elchin. Up against a pretty good horse in Lightning Dan who's who's not going to be easy to beat because obviously it was eighth last time out in the derby and second in its derby heat. Any chance you can lead and park Lightning Dan or do you not have that speed? Uh, no, I think we do. Um, I generally haven't asked him for all that much speed because where he's drawn sort of made it a little bit impossible. But I've got a lot of time for this horse and um, Alex does a super job with his team. And I haven't spoke to Alex um, about it, but I, I think we'll be throwing, you know, we'll be having to throw at the stumps because, you know, you can't, you can't keep getting out of these horses' way all the time. You know, you've got to sometimes stand out and see if you can take that next step. And I think today probably should be it. Mate, over the last year we've bombarded people with tales of how we like Sonny G on this radio show because Sonny G can run, but unfortunately Sonny G can sometimes also be annoying and sometimes crazy. But in race nine, the feature trot on Saturday night at Menangle, the real Sonny G turned up and, look, Robbie, we knew that motor was there. I don't think we were quite sure the brain was there. Now he's... he's He's always had his brain following, following his body, but he's starting to put the two together now. He's been ultra-consistent the last sort of probably month, six weeks. He, he just really seems like the racing's starting to all become a normal thing to him instead of like he was in space half the time. Um, but 
you know, he, he's really putting it all together now, and he's he's really probably what's helped him is that gate speed, as you very well know, Mick. He's got that gate speed to put himself into the spot, and then he relaxes off the bride or where, you know, for a long time there he, he couldn't relax at all, let alone control himself. Um, but he, he's starting to do that now all the time, and you know we're starting to see some dividends, which is really good for his owner because he's um he's been awfully patient with him. Mate, there's been times when he's gone around 25, 30 to 1 on a Tuesday afternoon. Is there any chance he's actually going to turn out to be a free-for-all horse? Because he's only five. A lot of trotters are just winning their first race by this stage. Well, that's the thing. I only said that to Kez on Saturday night when I got home. He, he's just getting better, and he's in that grade now where we're going to have to find out. But, you know, I think driven correctly and just looking after him along the way, taking our time, I think that, you know, I don't think he'll be turning out to be a superstar, but I think he'll be more than competitive. Like, um, that trotter, you'd know more about than me, the trotter that ran second, but on its New Zealand form, and I think it'll do a good job in Australia, but I think it's quite a classy horse. So is the, the third horse, uh, Vacation Hill. So, you know, they're both two New Zealand horses that have come over, and they were both more than classy in their own right over there. Um, so, yeah, he seems to be getting better, so I think there's there every chance that he will. Yep, I think he's a free-for-all horse on Saturday nights in the future. And we're heading to Menangle tomorrow, Robbie, and typical for you, you've got a big book of drives and you'll be travelling a lot this week. Uh, what's your bestie on a Tuesday afternoon so people can scribble it down or put it into their notes or the alarm on their phone, Robbie, because we hate missing a winner here on Sky Sports Radio. Yes, no, and um, I, I really think um, strength of heart. I'm not quite sure what race he's in, but in one of the earlier trot races. He went really Race well one, number six. Race one, number six for you, Robbie. He ran second to Sunny G last week. Um, back into a winnable race. I think he'll be extremely hard to beat. The old mate better to be tricky. He's absolutely flying. He just can't get the right draw at the moment, but he'll be probably nice just here sort of odds place-wise, and I, I think he'll run another cracker there tomorrow afternoon. Mate, thanks for your time. We know you're on the way to Bathurst and it's a big old drive, so get there safe, mate. And, uh, yeah, good luck today and congratulations on turning Sunny G into a proper racehorse. No worries, mate. Thanks for your time. Robbie Morris, who, along with his wife, Kiri Ann, they have Van Doren expected to win the first on the card at Bathurst today. If you're not up with the play and the harness racing things, the carnival, the Bathurst Gold Crown Carnival, was underway. We went Wednesday, Friday, Monday today. And the finals are this Friday. So some really good racing this afternoon. Some high-class horses. When you speak high-class, this guy's a high-class driver. And when he was away from harness racing for a while, he is back now. And he's back with a vengeance, winning Newcastle Miles and New South Wales Oaks. Nathan Jack, great to have you on Sky Sport Radio. Mate, how are you? Yeah, good morning, Mick. Thanks. Always a pleasure. Mate, the, uh, the comeback's going pretty darn well. People want you on those horses. They like those drivers who can get them handy and keep them rolling. And even though you're still quite a young guy and an old old head on young shoulders, uh, it's going pretty well. You're pretty popular. Yeah, I've had a bit of luck, Mick, and um, a lot of support from great owners and great trainers. And, yeah, that makes it a hell of a lot easier. All right, you went for a pretty tough time there um, for a while. We're not going to get into the details of that. But did you think about walking away from harness racing or was it a case that, it's in your DNA and it's in your friendship group and it's in your family, So, and you're good at it. Did you just think, nah, I'm going to stick to my guns here? Um, yeah, I did think about it, but uh, it's, it's a passion and it's in the blood. And 
I did um I did go and work in a factory for a little while at Campbell Soups, and that sort of probably made me realise that I do love harness racing. And um, yeah, that any sort of doubts I had that changed that straight away. What did you make of the eight to five lifestyle or whatever time they start at Campbell Soups? Oh, yeah, no, it wasn't too bad. It was sort of a lot better hours, that's for sure, and a lot less stress. But um, I guess it's just what you love, and if you love doing it, not many people get to go to work every day, make and do a job that they love. No, that's us. We're lucky to do that. Um, you did love winning the John Gibson Memorial New South Wales Oaks on Just Hope recently. Um, family victory, that must have been incredibly satisfying in those circumstances. And she heads to the first heat of the bracelet today. So outside draw, but I'm pretty sure she's got a fair bit of respect, Nathan. Ah, uh, Yeah, Mick, that, that win was a real special one. Um, it's a shame Dad couldn't be there and the owners, but... Um no, that was a real special one, and yeah, the outside draw today, but um, yeah, it's obviously not ideal, but I think she'd probably bully her way to the front, and, and should be too good for him, really. I thought that Silk Cloud, who's a horse who never has a lot of luck, might be the danger there, barrier one, if you did bully your way to the front, well, that might be bullying past her. Yeah, yeah, for sure, um, Silk Cloud's one that I've got a lot of respect for, but every time they've raced, um, just hope speed her home, but uh, I feel that just hope's probably improved in Sydney, uh, her heat run was below par, her final run was good but I think um, she, we had a little bit of trouble with her in between but I think um, now she's spot on and e- eating good and I reckon she, she's at the peak of her powers today Nathan, another barrier 8 in the second heat of the bracelet and this is on Joe and Joe and this is a different type of situation, you're on a filly who's not the best in the race and Madrid's drawn barrier 1, I would suggest over 17.30 there'll be no bullying you way to the front here I don't think that'll be happening, Mick. No, we might just have to poke, poke out and see what happens. And if we've got to sit outside, we'll just forget she's there and try and beat the rest of them. Not sure if you heard the interview with Robbie Morris, but he suggested in race six, when you and he clash on the two favourites, he might, might roll the dice on, on Vexus and try and park you on Lightning Dan. What do you make of that? Oh, that'll be at his own detriment, I think. Um, Lightning Dan's a quality runner. He's gone around in a derby. His figure four mightn't read that well, but every time he stepped out, he's been racing the best one um, where the other horse has just been beating the ones, the ordinary ones, without being disrespectful to it. Obviously, it's got good ability and its figure form reads good, but it's quite different when you're racing the ones that have um, sort of racing quality every week. Okay, so you think even if you get us at Park, you'll still win? Yeah. Okay. Um, just talking about on uh, about Lightning Daniel, obviously he's owned by Danny Zavazatos, who of course is uh, the owner of Mark Dan. Now there's still some discussions to be made over who's going to drive Mark Dan in the race. Would you be keen to pop over to New Zealand and have a dig if, if the drive on Mark Dan was available? Oh yeah, I'd go over. I'd love to go over, but um, sort of Danny's a bloke that he, um, he'll leave all them decisions up to Mark and uh, I'm sure there's plenty of good drivers over there but if I do get the call up I'll, I'll be waiting at the airport, that's for sure Mate, have you, uh, I've known you for a long time, I've never asked you this question, have you driven in New Zealand before? Uh, yeah I have, I drove over there in one of the size finals um, can't remember the horse's name uh, Racy Rocket actually um, one for Rob McCartney he went over there for one of them sales races he ran third um, at Alexander Park. Okay, mate. After your uh, after your spin around on Lightning Dan, we head to the seventh on the card, and 
You don't seem to have a drive. I know you've got some. My apologies. We'll jump the race. You've gone to Captain's Queen. So where's she at, Captain's Queen? Trained by your dad. She's the favourite here, or second favourite outside Miss X, but they're very close in the market. What do you make of her from Barrier 4? Um, yeah, it's been really disappointing, actually. I've had a lot of trouble with her, but um, found a couple of issues. Um, track work's been really, really good. Um, she's been up here for nearly a week now. And she went in and worked really strong the other day. Um, yeah, I, I was really disappointed in the Sydney Oaks, but like I said, it wasn't that happy going into it, but I think you'll find she'll be at her best again today. Okay. Would you think she could beat the one horse? This is number four, uh, Captain's Queen, against the one Miss X in the seventh on the card? Um, yeah, well, Miss X and Captain's Queen have raced a few times, and there hasn't been much between them, even though if you, if you go through the form, you, you would say that um, Captain's Queen's beat her home on more times than, than the other, but... Miss X has had tougher runs, but I'm just not so sure if Miss X is uh, extremely tough, but I know she's very fast, so depending on how the races run, um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure the last quarter will, will be quick and that Miss X is very dangerous like that. Mate, what's your best chance of, of driving a winner at Bathurst today? Uh, just hope, Mick. Mate, great to have you back in harness racing. Uh, you've got a unique skill set. Excellent to have these talented people back, mate. Go well. We look forward to having you on Sky Sports Radio in the future. And who knows? We might see you at the race alongside Jack Callahan driving Mark Dan in about three weeks' time. Thanks for your time, Mick. It's Nathan Jack. Uh, we hear from him, Robbie Morris and Jack Callahan, all heading to Bathurst today. The big B is where it's at. We kick off with the first, the three-year-old trot, and then we roll into the, the fillies and the boys' heats for the three-year-olds, and the big finals are this Friday night. So the carnival in full swing. If you have a bit of time this afternoon, or if you have a boss who doesn't pay much attention to what you're doing, and you can also watch tab.com.au on the computer at work, have a little look-see there, because some great insight from our guest today into your chances of backing a winner. Congratulations to Team McCarthy for getting a horse in the race at Cambridge. And our other co-host, or our other host of On The Pace, Brittany Graham, will be coming across to New Zealand to attend that race. And between herself and myself, we'll keep you updated on those. But that's not the story for this week. The story for this week is Bathurst. And Brittany will be back with some more Bathurst updates at 10.30 for the next On The Pace on Wednesday morning.